This is Life Off the Deep Ends podcast. We are a family of four plus a cat from Seattle who decided to embrace crazy and sell our house and everything we owned to buy a sailboat named Litha, and we plan to sail the world. This podcast is a retelling of our adventures just as we would telling our best friends over the phone. We are Kim and Justin, our kids are Tyler and Evie, and we really hope you enjoy and are inspired to live life off the deep end yourself. This is 11. Okay. <laughs> we're on episode 11. All right, so we were, uh, you know, we anchored the previous night in La Paz, and the next morning we woke up. And the boat that was far enough away was no longer far enough away. It was, we were back end to back end, so our stern to stern, and it was getting a little bit uncomfortable for how close we were and with all the other boats around us, so we decided to pick up anchor and move again. Which, I don't know. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't need to be anchored here in La Paz anymore. Um, so we... Ended up pulling, driving, taking the boat around, and trying to move around the channel to see, like, oh, is this a good spot to anchor? And we start pulling up close to where we want to be, and it just gets super shallow. And we just kept on nosing our way around, and the charts are not correct. And the charts were saying there was a sunken ship over in a certain area, and, a, and it wasn't really lining up with our maps, and... It was bad. So finally, you actually pulled up uh, a Google Earth image, and that was the best thing we could do is on maps, Google Earth image, it shows where the dot is and we could see the sandbars and everything else and we navigated the channel that way. Yeah, I was like, I need like an overhead view. This would be a good reason to have a drone. Yeah. <laughs> like just pull one up and just see what's around because it was really crazy. Um, but yeah, we ended up finding a much better place like, um, like right outside the marina, um, sort of near where this Navy yard was. Which was kind of interesting in itself, being in San Diego for so long, right next to the Coast Guard station, and then we were anchored in La Paz, right next to the Mexican Navy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they weren't as loud, and they started later. No, they started earlier. Earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the Star Spangled Banner every morning at 8 a.m. in San Diego, and here these guys were out marching at 7.45 a.m. <laughs> but anyway, we anchored there, we felt so much better there. A lot, a lot less current, too. Yeah. We weren't being pushed around as much. It's more just the wind pushing us, not the current, which is a good thing. Right. So, um, the only problem was with all this anchoring, we missed coffee hour. Um, you know, we really wanted to go to Club Cruceros. It's our little yacht club. It cost us $10 a month to anchor, or anchor, $10 a month to be a member. Not a month, a year. What's going yeah, Larry, on over there? Larry caught a fish next door. Oh man! We'll have to tell you where we are later, but our friends are catching fishes next to us as we're motoring right now. <laughs> we want fish. Okay, focus. <laughs> focus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we. Um, so anyway, Club Cruceros, $10 per person for the whole year, and you get Wi Fi and. Um, I don't know, a cool group of people, and um, so they have coffee hour every morning from 9.30 to 10.30, and we yeah. missed coffee hour, like our first big day in La Paz, which was kind of a bummer, because we were anchoring, but it was still kind of in full swing when we got there, and uh, all the locals there 
are like, oh, it's so great to have kids around. There's so many kids. Like, we love it when we have kids. And they have a little playground there, swing set, um, jungle jimmy thing for the kids to play on. Yeah, and all the kids, like, no one was on screens. They're all sitting around playing games, and they play these, like, Beyblades like toys. Spinning, They're, like, little... Spinning top things that break apart and you that, battle them. Yeah, and I, I don't know. The kids were just being kids, which I think is amazing. So we were having a really great time, feeling, like, safe and good. And then we get called on the VHF by... I want to say that. Lita, Lita. <laughs> You're too close to the... Um... Navy base, you need to move your boat. Like they're trying to do maneuvers out there. They're gonna, they're gonna hit you. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have damage to your boat. And we were like, holy crap! You gotta go. So we ran down to the, um, the dinghy dock and jumped in, and you know, got all the way over there. And they are, they're maneuvering around, but they're so far away from us. I thought, what, what are these people scaring us for? You know? Yeah. So then we re-anchored. We re-anchored just slightly closer. I mean, and like I said, I was pulling up this Google, like Google Earth satellite view, and there were boats, you know, when that photo was taken, way further down than we were. So, you know, we were the furthest ones out at this point, and I thought, what? Like, I think it's fine. So we went and asked, like, the closest neighbor boat, and they said, oh, yeah, we've been coming on coming to La Paz on and off for eight years, and you looked just fine. He's like, you have to not... Worry about what these dock queens say. Yeah, he's <laughs> they like... They call them dock queens, people who decided to start cruising like us and then just got stuck on a dock in La Paz and never left. So the dock queens are... <laughs> I hear them out there screaming about their fish. So anyway, that was annoying. So we went all the way out there and got all worried for nothing and um, didn't need to move. And yeah. I thought, ugh, this just is not... It wasn't nice. You know, no, it's, the people need to mind their own no base. I, I appreciate that their intentions were, hey, we don't want to see boat damage and everything else like that, but we were fine. We were totally fine. And now, I mean, man, after that, people were anchored way closer, way closer to the Navy base. And that we watched the Navy. They just pull they, around boats and go around. and Yeah, they don't. I mean, they could get fine. on 16 and talk to us if they needed to, but they don't. We're fine. We were fine. Right. So, you know, we were anchored anyway, and then we went grocery shopping. We walked down to this huge, huge supermarket called Shadrawi, and it's kind of like a Fred Meyer, if you're from Washington. Yeah, it has. Um, has Like clothing and electronics and massive amounts of groceries. Bikes, beds, you name it. Yeah, pillows. I mean, anything that you could possibly need, they have it at this huge store. Well, hold on. We got to push pause for just a second. We've got some friends calling us. All right, we're back. <laughs> I think that our friends wanted to know why this our other buddy boat was stopping. But it's for fish, not for engine trouble, and that's good. <laughs> we will podcast about this day <laughs> another time. <laughs> um, so anyway, huge, huge, huge grocery store. The produce that these this store has is like, you know, like you go to the store, you know, back home in the states, and it's just, you know, like. I don't know, a normal sized pile of produce. This is like, how, I mean, how many times bigger are these I know. piles? I look like eight times bigger. Yeah, it's like, huge. It's like, it's wow. It's like pallets of crates of produce. And like, it's all fresh. They all, they must just go through a ton. So much stuff. And then they have like meat, like that's 
out, not refrigerated. That's I think it's like salted, so dried, cured somehow. Something I thought I'm not. not Nobody buys meat in the grocery stores, you know. Like you fish, um, and then you take a trip to Costco or you buy frozen meat, um, and all the meat looks like weird. Um, and it was really interesting to walk through the store and see what things they have, um, you know, that we have back home and what they don't. Like, I'm surprised that they sell so much sriracha. I thought we might not be able to find sriracha. And then yeah. they don't sell, like, any type of canned soup whatsoever. Yeah, no, I don't canned, know, just things like that. Their whole canned section is just like corn or mixed veggies, and that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just not, really interesting. Not the variety there. But, every, um, but you have all the fresh stuff. And I think that's what people buy is just fresh food. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody, there's no, like, taco seasoning, <laughs> you know. Or they don't sell salsa. You make your own salsa here, which is awesome. And we're learning a lot about cooking. And um, So anyway, I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure I have notes on um, later days more about grocery shopping here in Mexico. But that was the biggest store that we've seen um, after having such a small little place to shop in Ensenada. Um, so let's see. Yeah, we went grocery shopping. We we went back to the boat to do some schoolwork. Um, and then we went out for ribs. It was so weird, like, not going out for Mexican food. But um, our friends on Seashell and Stray Cat, they were like, you have to go to this place like, and get it's ribs. It's the best ribs ever. They just What's fall off the boat. It's called J&R Ribs or something like that. Yeah. J&R Ribs. That's right. Um, uh, like you just need a plastic fork, and yeah, it. it just it, falls right off the and bone. The French fries were good. The, oh, that everything was, like, was fre- amazing. Fresh cut potato French fries. Um, really good coleslaw. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, so yeah, the we walked down like the Malacan, in it's like their boardwalk, I guess, and uh, it's a really really nice part of town. And there's people jogging, and there's people. Um, you know, riding bikes and scootering and rollerblading and everything's clean. There's no potholes in the streets over there. It's a really, really nice part of town. And there's no, like, souvenir tchotchke shops, you know, or people saying, Oh, no, come in here and buy my stuff. No, La Paz no is so people. chill. Um, walking the other side of town, like, to get to the Shadrari in the grocery store, it's, there's potholes and weird sidewalks and things like that but it's, it's Ensenada still, was not as nice no this you know? was still better than Ensenada yeah better just the roads the sidewalks everything's better quality still not like American standard everything's consistent but more walkable yeah yeah definitely and not as many like stray dogs and things like yeah. that yeah um, but yeah the side mm-hmm. of town with the Malacan was like really nice like really cute restaurants and oh it was so nice um, so let's see, um, the next day, I guess I should probably say what dates we're on, huh? February 7th. <laughs> uh, we went to coffee hour, I cleaned the boat, um, we had kind of a crappy day that day. I don't know, like, the kids were annoying, and we live in this small space, and we're tired of all these people telling us where we can and can't anchor, and what we can and can't do, and everybody's, like, really snarky on the radio, like, all these old grumpy dock queens and it's like grumpy old men type people yeah like so you say something on the cruiser net and they like yell at you for not changing channels quick enough and i don't know it was it was probably like my least favorite day and um people someone dragged anchor 
and then there's all these people making all these snarky comments about it, like, oh, well, you know what you're doing, and it's like, man, you guys, like, things happen, and La Paz is nuts with this current and this wind, and, um, yeah, someone, um, dragged Anchor into, uh, another boat called Hobby Hoba, and we were all, like, listening drama, drama on the radio all day, and I don't know, it was just like an, and it was cloudy, and it was windy, really windy, it was just, I don't know. You have days like that. Our our life is not not always a vacation. Not all sunshine and roses. No. <laughs> um, so let's see. The next day, we spent the day. We had to clear all of our photos and videos off of our iCloud because we don't have Wi-Fi all the time. You know, we can't use we can't use iCloud anymore. It just doesn't work being out here. So you we had to be able to get our videos off, our photos off. But they were all locked in iCloud, and I can't do that while we're out sailing around. So when we got to the Club, Club Cruceros, sat down for basically two straight days just downloading the photos and videos off of our phone directly onto our computer. And now we've turned off I- iCloud altogether, and when our phone is full of photos and videos, we just have to take them all off and store them on the computer. That was a process. Um, yeah, it's weird to not not be able to use the like latest greatest technology that everybody uses you know our life is so much different now you know being away from internet is different and cell phone signal and everything else we're we're taking you know taking a step back a few years basically yeah we really are like okay I, i need my phone to be as basic as possible again um so yeah we sat and did that your day just kind of gets sucked away sitting there at Club Cruceros and you talk to people. We met um, a guy, where, I don't know where he was from. I think he's from Central America. I don't think he's from Mexico, but he's been cruising up and down um, Mexico to Central America. He's gone around the world once and he's done Mexico, Panama numerous times, Galapagos. He was a wealth of information. Super nice guy. I'm like getting my notepad out and writing down like we have to stop in Costa Rica and El Salvador and what parts of Guatemala are okay and if you can go to Colombia or not and you know uh, where you need you know locals to help you through um, a bar crossing and I don't know he was I was just writing things down like half the day. Um so when the wind, it was so windy those those first few days that we were there, and it was so scary to even leave the boat. Um, but we, uh, Ubi finally made it into shore, and the kids got to go scootering with their friends down the Malacan, um, just like they did in San Diego. Um, we got some dinner with them, and then we had to say goodbye because they were going to head north for a couple of weeks. They had to meet some friends in Loretto, and they were going to go out to the islands without us. So, we oh my gosh, it was so for hard. The refrigeration to yeah, get our refrigerator was still broken, and we couldn't just take off and go with them. So, um, yeah, because <laughs> I wonder if I even made notes about that with the refrigerator. Um, I don't know. It was. It was a long time. We're like, please, someone come out here. In San Diego, it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come out tomorrow. And here it was like a week until someone could finally fix our refrigeration. So we couldn't go with them. But it was really, really hard to leave them after spending so much time going down the coast with them, especially for the kids and for Evie with Naomi. I mean, they were, like, hugging. And I'm like, Natalie, how are we going to do this when we have to leave each other, like, you know, for longer than a couple of weeks? Like, it's going to be really, really hard. 
So that kind of worries me. Um, but yeah, so we parted ways with Ubi and then, um, I don't know, we could probably call this episode a wrap. Um, what do you think? Yeah. And, um, and we will tell you about, uh, the, the boat that dragged anchor, our friends, when we met them, our friends on Hobby Hoba and that whole craziness. So I want to hear what happens when two boats drag anchor. Well, one boat drag anchor. anchor. Yeah. One boat doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Anyway, so see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our website at lifeoffthedeepend.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also support us by visiting Kim's website at seenfromthesea.com. S-E-E-I-N-G from the S-E-A dot com.